0: up, uh, bros and welcome to the all bros podcast i am jonathan
1: and i'm caleb
0: and we still have not done a new intro so we're um yeah let, let, let's just you know skip over that um this week on... <laughs> that is also a viable option <laughs> yeah it works um this week on the podcast uh we got some stuff to talk about with 4k spotlight we got two new releases coming out this week um, for through the wall, uh, we just have a little bit to talk about with Halloween ends. Uh, something that Jason Blum said that it's kind of sad, and it kind of uh, makes me fearful for the future of Halloween movies. Um, and then uh, we'll be moving on to our headliner of the evening, which will be our review of Top Gun Maverick. So, Caleb, what do you say we get started? I
1: say let's do it.
0: Need motivation? Angry Dad Podcast. Trying to jumpstart your life? Angry Dad Podcast. You want help getting off the couch? Angry Dad Podcast. You need a verbal, kick-in-the-ass? Angry Dad Podcast. You want to hear from somebody who's been through it all? Angry Dad Podcast. I am here for you. You can find me on all podcast platforms. All right. So, first up with 4K Spotlight, uh, we have the new Nicolas Cage movie, uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, coming out on 4K and Blu-ray. And holy shit, does this movie have a lot of exclusives. Like, goddamn. <laughs> um, Jeez. So f- first Honestly, of it all, doesn't
1: surprise me that this movie would have a lot.
0: It surprises me because I don't think it really did that well at the box office. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I could oh. be wrong. I thought it Let, did. Okay. Let's let's check. Uh, the embarrass- if I could spell... That would just be nice. There's a reason I didn't graduate college. I mean I just gave up halfway through, so
1: <laughs> I mean you can go back. <laughs> oh I know. Oh I know I can and I should.
0: Oh yeah, dude, it did not have a good box office. Budget was thirty million. It only made twenty eight point four million. Ooh shit. Didn't even make its budget back. That sucks. Oh, that's rough. But anyway, um, so yeah, the unbearable. I keep screwing up the title. The unbearable weight of a uh, massive talent uh, is getting a Best Buy exclusive steelbook, which to me looks boring as hell. Um, it's literally just Nick Cage. Um, oh my God, Pat, Pedro Pascal, and then hmm uh, what's her name tiffany uh, tiffany haddish isn't that her yes yes yeah i feel so <laughs> that literally so his name is at the top because it's literally so it's it's a blue background and it's just their three heads which i think that's just boring um, I don't know what the b- is in the background of the blue, but anyway, that, I just think that's boring, just their three heads. And then huge title of The Unbearable Way to Massive Talent. You got C- Nicolas Cage's name on the top, and then on the bottom, you got Pedro Pascal, Tiffany Haddish. <laughs> I feel bad <laughs> that they got sidelined on the bottom. That's so sad. I mean,
1: for th- a movie that is based around Nicolas Cage, are you... I'm not that surprised.
0: Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Okay, I guess the background is like all the other characters throughout the movie. So I guess that's not awful. But I don't know. I I would have liked a better Steelbook. I mean, I haven't even seen the movie, but this is my opinion. Uh, So besides that, we'll also be getting uh, a Walmart exclusive uh, that comes with an exclusive cover. Um and this is actually the 4K. Usually uh, Walmart, when it comes to exclusives and Target, they only do like Blu-rays of exclusives. Um, but yeah, this is a, I, I don't know if this was a poster, uh, an onions or uh, another poster that they used. But yeah, this one looks awesome. Um, like I love like kind of like the 80s, 70s or 80s vibe, like action movie vibe, 80s movie action vibe from it. So this one actually looks really cool. Like honestly, I'd probably pick this slipcover up over um, the Best Buy exclusive steelbook. Um, Besides that, we have a uh, so we have two Walmart exclusives. This is really weird. Um, So we have one 4K, which like I said, it's that exclusive cover, and then the uh, Blu-ray exclusive includes a uh, massive talent T-shirt. So if you guys what does that look like? They don't even show. Wait, actually, yeah, they do. Oh, it's just. <laughs> it literally is just a picture of Nick Cage on the front, and then on the back it says "I'm back." <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Why do I kind of love that? Makes like, sense. That's... I mean, I'm not buying it, but like, I kind of love that. <laughs> um, and then the Target exclusive is uh. It's just Blu-ray and DVD, which I hate. I wish this was 4K. But it's just an exclusive slipcover. As far as I know, it doesn't say that it comes with any exclusive like bonus content or anything. Um, but it's like a freaking like, trippy poster. Caleb, you got to look up some of these after this. Well, here, you know what? Let me just do this. I don't know if you can see that. Can you see that? Like
1: well? a weird kaleidoscope looking.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's cool. But... And then... Here, I might as well just show you the other exclusives. So that's the Target exclusive. And then...
1: This is the... Well, I like being on the same page as our listeners that
0: don't get to see this shit. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because, you know, I kind of gave up doing that.
1: So that's the Steelbook. Okay, the one with, the, like, the three
0: basic faces. Yeah, so... Is it kind of boring, in your opinion? that is extremely boring. Okay, so I'm not the only one. And then here is the Walmart exclusive 4K cover, which I think this might be my favorite just because I love like the 80s action vibe poster. Like damn. It. That one's kind of cool. Right? I kind of want that one.
1: That one's super. Are cool. those are those pictures or is that like an artist rendition?
0: Uh, I think that's an artist rendition.
1: Dude, movies need to do that more. They like, need I didn't hire like independent artists to draw their covers. Like I'm always impressed with covers that
0: look like that. Oh yeah, same or, like, for, like, honestly if, if I wouldn't have seen this cover and waited to actually see the movie, I honestly completely forgot that Ike Barinholtz was in this and then I don't think I even knew that Neil Patrick Harris was in this movie.
1: I. Oh, I vaguely remember that from the trailers.
0: See, I don't remember. I remember Ike Barinholtz a little bit because isn't he working with Tiffany Haddish in the movie?
1: I believe so. And uh, then I, I
0: think Neil Patrick
1: Harris is playing his lawyer. Uh, okay. Or manager or something along those lines.
0: Hmm. Well, we need to check it out because this movie clearly did not get the love. <laughs> that it probably deserved in theaters.
1: Yeah. We'll add that to the list. Um, yes. I mean, we have our movie picked out for next week, but then we had, like, a two-week gap, so we'll figure somewhere to throw that.
0: Yeah. Um, and then the other new release coming out this week is The Bad Guys, DreamWorks' newest movie. Um, you'll be getting a 4K and a Blu-ray release as well as a Target exclusive, which nothing special here, um, and the Target exclusive is just Blu ray, um, it cl- includes a 40 page filmmaker gallery book. Hmm. So, yeah. Those are the two big releases this week. If you guys want to go snag them, definitely do so. Um, and then I got to add this since I wasn't on the. Uh, podcast last week and I do apologize about that guys, but I'm glad that Caleb and DJ had an amazing episode just talking all things Star Wars. Uh Morbius, it's Morbin time, came out last week. So if you guys haven't picked up the best movie of 2022 so far, definitely do that. Cause I'm not gonna lie, I'm not picking it up, but that lenticular slip cover that they have just for regular 4K, it's not even exclusive, where it just slips between him and the his vampire counterpart. It's pretty badass. I'm not buying it, um, but like it actually even looks better than the steelbook, and I'm not buying the steelbook because this movie is not worth spending thirty five dollars on. Let alone, I think like the most I'd spend on this movie is like ten bucks. Maybe that's $15. reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> so thankfully, that st- uh, um, Lenticular isn't an exclusive, so I actually have a chance of uh, getting it when it comes on uh, sale. So. Yeah, Uh, So that's it for 4K Spotlight Uh, Moving into um, Wow Because we don't really talk about news a lot (laughs) Uh, Moving into Through the Wall uh, Jason Blum The head of Blumhouse Productions If you don't know uh, They uh, literally produce almost all horror films Nowadays in Hollywood (laughs) On the cheap Feels like it they do it on the cheap. They do a great job for the most part. And they, the box office that they get is just amazing. And like, yeah. Um. So he was asked, with this being Halloween Ends, uh, you know, this being the final, or it being called Halloween Ends, what does that entail for the future of Michael Myers and, you know, all that fun stuff? And I guess the reporter must have said, uh, oh, so like, is this the last one? Is this the last Halloween movie ever? and he said i didn't say it's going to be the last halloween movie it's our last halloween movie we have no more rights to make any more halloween so it goes back to malik akkad and what he does only he knows but we are done this is our last one and i think people will be very happy so basically when universal and blumhouse got the rights to this they only got a trilogy that's all they got um i think when before halloween kills came out um uh oh my god, what's his name? Uh shit, he was in This Is the End. Um Dan Dan Danny McBride? Yes. Yeah, so he um I he uh is I think uh like uh, a producer on these films. Um he definitely helps out uh James Gordon Wow. James Gor Oh, my God. What is his name? David Gordon Green. That's his name. Uh, the director <laughs> of this new Halloween trilogy. He's you know, he helped him plan this all out and everything. And I swear that he like kind of led it on like, oh, yeah, you know, like uh, Un- Universal and Blumhouse want to do more Halloween movies after this trilogy. But as it says right here, it's clear that after this trilogy, the rights go back to the Akkad family um, who purchased. Um, I think they purchased the rights to the Halloween franchise uh after uh john carpenter made halloween 2 or no halloween 3 just because like he didn't want anything else to do with it um he was kind of tired just wanted to move on so they've owned the rights ever since halloween 4 and uh, halloween 4 is such an underappreciated sequel in this franchise i freaking love that movie um and i've loved what blumhouse has done with this uh trilogy. I know a lot of people have a love-hate relationship with Halloween Kills. I loved it. I had a good time with it, and I enjoyed where it took the story. So the fact that Halloween ends is going to be Blumhouse's end to Halloween, that scares me because, like I said, I've liked how they've handled it, and um, I haven't loved everything that the Akkads have added to the Halloween franchise. i um, looking at you, Halloween Resurrection. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> roasted yeah (laughs) so that um that scares me um hopefully they prove me wrong i mean i'm sure after this trilogy that the halloween franchise is going to go into the the vault for a little while um because you know they they don't want to um they don't want to overstay their welcome uh with uh michael myers even though you know he's been around since the 70s but you know what i mean um so yeah, I'm fearful <laughs> what's going to happen to Michael after this trilogy. Um, what are your thoughts, Caleb? Oof. I you're I mean, you're a lot more well
1: versed in in Michael Myers, but I have a feeling that if Blumhouse has an idea for some like something for Michael, I ha- I doubt that they're going to be dumb enough to pass up on that opportunity because the movies have been fairly successful right
0: oh yeah they're like um they're made for like 10 to 20 billion dollars and I think both have grossed over a hundred million
1: yeah so you have to imagine that that f- the family's getting some kickback from from those movies or like if anything just getting paid like a a lump sum to use those rights, so if Blumhouse has an idea, I have a feeling that they're gonna like just let them and use that. Just use Blumhouse as a cash cow until they're blue in the frickin' face, because I do agree that I think Michael needs to kind of be put away for a, a minute, maybe yeah. like a year or two, okay, before they touch him again. Um, just so we can like Settle
0: on this trilogy, <laughs> yeah.
1: But I mean, yeah, they'd be dumb to throw Michael in the vault forever,
0: dude. Apparently, so it was reported that Halloween, the uh, first trailer for Halloween Ends, was going to be attached to um the Black Phone. You know that new uh movie coming out with Eden, Ethan Ethan Hawke, but apparently, mm-hmm. people that have seen like early screenings of it say it's not um and like the halloween fans page on uh facebook has heard it from a very good reliable source that we probably won't even see a trailer this month or maybe not the next and this is usually about the time june when they release the first trailer for these halloween movies um and so yeah blumhouse is like really keeping their mouth shut (laughs) with halloween ends because a lot of people said that they they definitely spoiled too much with halloween kills and Uh, i guess i would disagree I mean, I, a lot of people said that they wish they wouldn't have a uh, spoiled that literally that whole firefighter scene. Oh yeah, that was bullshit. <laughs> like I would have, yeah, I would have preferred to just see that whole thing unwind on the big screen because that whole scene just chef's kiss with Michael. Like, oh my god. Um, I don't know. I'm fearful, uh, but I'm I'm optimistic. And I mean, I just I would just love to see James Duke Courtney play Michael Myers forever, because next to Nick Castle, he has embodied the shape so much like literally that scene in Halloween kills when Karen is holding up his mask and he starts walking towards her and you see, you see him just walking through the alleyways of Haddonfield. I get freaking chills because his walk is just so dead on to how uh, Nick Castle walked in the original Halloween. It's just so perfect. Oh, my God.
1: That's a I trade. feel it's a hard walk to do. Dude, we're going to have to do a Halloween marathon. A Halloween VR marathon right before yes. that movie comes out.
0: Yes. Okay, by that, do you mean just the original and then the new trilogy? Or are we talking about every single Halloween here? No, like the Blumhouse canon. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, okay. So just the original and then those three. Yes. Okay, got it. Okay, because I was going to say... Yeah, that's a lot. I think we need a lot longer than a month. to. (laughs) Well, well, and also, I don't want you to have to sit through the not-so-great sequels. I'm aware I've sat through most of them, if not all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, looking at you, mostly Halloween Resurrection and Halloween 5. And Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. I haven't seen the Rob. I don't think I've seen the Rob Zombie ones. The first one I like, even though like he takes away the mystery of Michael Myers, like you can understand why he t- he he becomes a, a brutal killer. Um, but the second one, literally, you can ask any fan of the Halloween franchise, and that is one thing that we can all agree on: we absolutely hate Rob Zombie's Halloween <laughs> Two. It's so for yeah literally rob zombie t- took he took what uh people hated about the first one to heart and he's just like well then you know what i'm just gonna make a shitty sequel Jeez, uh, yeah so and then don't get me started on halloween resurrection with a uh, bust rhymes being hey michael happy oh, fucking halloween oh my gosh dude <laughs> It's so bad. Oh god, and that was so f- bad, dude. And freaking, he kicks through the door. Trick or treat, motherfucker! I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> this just gets worse, doesn't it, <laughs> uh, dude? That movie was so bad. It's yeah, it's uh, yeah. That that movie does not understand Michael Myers at all.
1: Not even a little bit.
0: Ugh. But anyway, ridiculous. This uh yeah for. I mean, for how much they're holding back, it makes me even more excited. For Halloween Ends, it's my number one most anticipated movie of this year. So, I hope it delivers. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> uh, so, um, before I you know go on any more of a rant with the Halloween franchise, uh, what do you say we get to our uh, headliner of the evening?
1: I say let's do it.
0: So, with this week's headliner, we will be breaking down the long-awaited sequel. I mean, we didn't wait long because we only watched the first one like a couple weeks ago. Um, But for many, this is the long-awaited sequel to Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick. So, Caleb, do you want to let these amazing folks that listen to this podcast, um, I don't know why I said it like that, uh, how we break down movies on this thing, Hell yeah!
1: All right. If you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final Ambrose letter grade. The eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal score at the very end. All of those numbers get magically add it up and spit out in our algorithm and give us a personal grade to compare this movie to others. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, uh, if you have not seen Top Gun Maverick, Rose is about to spoil the entire freaking movie for you. So, you have been properly warned, and if you listen past this point, It's your
0: fault if you ruin the movie for yourself. Yeah. And also, I mean, go freaking see it if you just want a really good, fun popcorn movie to see at the movies.
1: Oh, yeah. We'll we'll be getting into it. We will be getting into it.
0: There's a reason, just really quickly, there's a reason Tom Cruise fought for Paramount to not release this movie on Paramount Plus, only strictly in theaters. And you know what? I can understand why. Yep. I can understand why. I can completely understand that. Yeah. Okay. So, and you know, I'm going to apologize right now. If I F up like any of like the, uh, terms that are used in the Navy, um, just because, um, sometimes I slur this kind of stuff. So I apologize. I don't mean it out of like any wrongdoing. Yeah. I (laughs) kind of, I really F that up. I just don't want to make anybody mad. Um,
1: so I'll correct you if need be. I think it, okay, I know cool. most
0: of the terms that they use. Awesome. Okay. Thank you. All right. Over three day. Over three. I'm already effing up. Oh my god. I haven't even <laughs> right finished out a of the gate over here. We freaking right, opened
1: the three. gate, and Rose's horse just
0: tripped. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Over three decades after his time at Top Gun, Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell is serving as a U.S. Navy test pilot. As Rear Admiral Chester Hammer Kane approaches to shut down the hypersonic Dark Star Scramjet program and redirect the funds to drone programs, Maverick flies the prototype to its speed objective, then pushes further into high hypersonic speed, destroying it. Kane wants to ground Maverick for his recklessness, but instead sends him to NAS North Island as a Top Gun instructor under the orders of Maverick's friend and former rival, Admiral Tom Iceman Kaczynski or is it, is it Kazansky or Kaczynski? Uh, I think it's Kaczynski. Kaczynski. Okay. The commander of the U S Pacific fleet. Maverick is ordered to train an elite group of F a 18 E. Oh my God. Okay. F dash a 18 E dash F super Hornet aviators. I know I probably butcher that. I'm sorry. Uh, Aviators assembled by Vice Admiral Bo Cyclone, Simpson, and Rear Admiral Solomon Warlock Bates for an urgent mission to bomb a foreign country's unsanctioned uranium enrichment plant. The plant sits in a deep depression at the end of a canyon and is defended by surface-to-air missiles and 5th generation Su-57 fighters. Operating from a nearby airbase, Maverick plans an attack with two pairs of Super Hornets, which will fly through a canyon and destroy the plant. The aviators initially rebuff Maverick, particularly Lieutenant Jake Hangman, Saracen, and Lieutenant Bradley Rooster Bradshaw, the son of Maverick's late best friend. And okay, is it supposed to say Rio or is R I O? I think it's. Okay, is wait, it all caps? Yes. I'm gonna wait, go. What's ar- the
1: context again?
0: So, so it's talking about uh, so the dad of Rooster. It says the son of Mavericks' late best friend and Rio, or I'm assuming it's Rio, not Rio. Yeah. Okay. Rio Nick Goose Bradshaw. I feel stupid for thinking it was Rio. But moving on. <laughs> Uh, As the aviators train for the mission, friction develops between Hangman and Rooster, who resents Hangman's cavalier attitude towards his wingmen, while Hangman criticizes Rooster's caution. As the aviators observe Maverick, they reassess and. Wow. Coalesce? I think that's the word? Around him. Maverick also reunites with former girlfriend Penny Benjamin, to whom he reveals that Rooster's now-dead mother made him promise to keep her son from flying and blocked Rooster's application to the Naval Academy, setting back his career. Maverick later meets with Iceman, who has throat cancer and primarily communicates by typing on a computer. Reassuring Maverick about teaching the team, he passes away days later and Maverick, along with the aviators, attend his funeral where a missing man formation is observed. With Iceman dead, Cyclone removes Maverick as mission trainer and sets new parameters that are less risky on approach but riskier on exit. However, Maverick makes an unauthorized flight of the simulated course with the original parameters proving that it could be done. Cyclone is convinced and reluctantly appoints Maverick as strike leader. Maverick chooses the mission team and pairs himself with phoenix and her wso bob while rooster is paired with payback and his wso fanboy hangman and the remaining aviators are put on standby the team launches from the aircraft carrier usss theodore roosevelt while the guided missile cr- missile cruiser uss late Goal fires Tomahawk cruise missiles to destroy the airbase near the plant. The team reaches the plant and destroys it, but are attacked by surface-to-air missiles and a pair of patrolling Su-57 felons. When Rooster runs out of countermeasures, Maverick safra- sacrifices his jet to protect him and ejects. Believing Maverick, Ma- oh my God. Believing Maverick to be killed in action, the remaining aircraft return to the carrier. Against orders, Rooster turns back and saves Maverick from an Mi-24 helicopter gunship, but is shot down by another surface-to-air missile and ejects nearby. The two reunite and head towards the destroyed airbase, where they steal an F-14 Tomcat and head back to the carrier. Maverick and Rooster shoot down two intercepting Su-57s, but a third arrives as they run out of ammunition and countermeasures. Hangman arrives from standby to shoot down the Su-57, and the planes return to Cheers on the carrier where Maverick and Rooster reconcile. Sometime after the mission, Maverick and Rooster work together on a P-51 Mustang at a hangar near the test facility where Maverick was previously stationed. Penny arrives with her daughter Amelia, and Maverick takes her for a ride in the P-51. Rooster walks to a photo board and acknowledges a photo of their mission's success alongside a photo of his late father and a younger Maverick. Hell yeah. How bad was that?
1: I'll say this: Your reading was was fine. Okay, I think that I think it was just the the synopsis of this got really convoluted with the um, the technical terms.
0: Okay, all right, okay.
1: Um, so just like a really really quick summary for for you people, um, like that just kind of got really lost, like I did, <laughs> <laughs> and I'd seen the movie, um. Maverick starts out being a test pilot, freaking blows the plane up somehow <laughs> and survives well, I mean, is he, able to like walk away from or, or not somehow. He freaking takes say, it he, way way yeah, faster was than that. I to say uh, he
0: did go past 10.
1: Yeah. So he takes this this plane crashes it is about to get kicked out but is taken to California to teach a Top Gun class, like Top Gun graduates, um, how to fly a specific mission where they need to be very low to the ground so they're not spotted by um, land-to-air missiles, and then they also have to avoid getting in a dogfight with a more advanced plane and then they're just training over and over and over again they eventually go pull off the mission and yada yada yada
0: <laughs> and it all ends
1: happy yeah for the most part all right so starting off with with our story score this this story could have gone a lot different in ways that I feel, like, I have a feeling that we're going to get another Top Gun before before too long.
0: You know what? I'd be totally cool with that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I have a feeling when it's going to be when Tom Cruise is like, okay, I'm done playing Maverick, that he's going to be like, okay, let's kill him off.
0: I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I would just gladly rather see him retire
1: yeah that's kind of what you w- you would want but i mean if we don't get one i would be genuinely shocked
0: that's I'm, i mean i thought they were gonna kill him off in this one
1: <laughs> uh, i seriously thought they were they were too
0: i was like damn okay ballsy killing off uh tom cruise but yeah, straight up, dude. I, I feel if they do... I don't know. If they do kill him off in the third one, I feel I'm just going to expect it at this point. Or I'm not going to be surprised because it's like, you already caught me out within the second one. So... Yeah. Um, I don't know. Just, yeah. If, if they do make a third one and they do kill off Maverick, um, I'm just not going to be that surprised. I mean, it's going to suck. I'm going to... Like, because... Like honestly, this might be my favorite role Tom Cruise has ever done, especially in this movie. Cause, like, um, I don't know how Caleb feels. I'm not the biggest fan of the first one. Don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it. Um, but it's definitely, it's it's not overhyped. But I, I feel I just didn't love it as much as a lot of people do. Uh, whereas this one, I don't I don't know. Like get getting ahead of this getting a little ahead like this is one of the rare sequels that i feel just uh, um, goes beyond the first one in every single way it's it's so much better um and just uh yeah um so if they did do a third one they have a lot to live up to for how good this sequel was um and just like like i said if if they do decide to kill maverick off it's just not going to feel earned because you already kind of copped us out in this one
1: yeah and he just kind of i think my uh, my big issue and i think it's going to be more of a writing thing how in the ever-living shit did he survive taking that test plane out like first off like taking taking it out like taking it like getting it out into the air totally fine like whatever taking a Mach 10 I'll buy that. Having it explode mid-air? You're expecting me to believe that he ejected going Mach 10. You can go to hell. (laughs) Dude,
0: I freaking love when he walked into the diner. And he's just like, where am I? And the kid just looks up at him. Earth. (laughs) (laughs) That was so great. Dude,
1: so... Brielle's so good at calling lines like that. Because that's exactly what she whispered in my ear. When she's just like, um, excuse me, where am I? And then she, like, leaned over. And almost, like, the exact same time as the kid, they both were like, Earth. (laughs) And I'm like... (laughs) Yeah, that just made that line so much better. Um but i think i will agree with you i i do think that this movie is better than the original and i the reason i think that is because i they took out a lot of
0: the 80s bullshit <laughs> they did i mean they they definitely still still do have a lot of it in here because i I mean it feels like an 80s movie but like modernized (laughs) yeah i mean honestly i was just like waiting for them they're they're gonna do a beach scene aren't they they're they're gonna do it and then when they finally did i'm like yeah
1: yeah i mean of course they're going to and i love the justification for
0: it yes i loved that it was a team building exercise that was awesome
1: yeah, like, the, the other one, that was just to see some people without their shirts on. Like, that's yeah. just straight up what that was. This gave a scene like that purpose, and that's extremely appreciated.
0: I found it funny that Bob was the only guy with a shirt on. But, I mean, it makes <laughs> sense for his character. Yeah. um,
1: dude, One thing that I was, like, really impressed by with this movie... At least with that scene in particular, they did not uh, sexualize the female pilots at all.
0: No, and I loved it so much. Fe- Dude, this, I mean, <laughs> can't really talk about this in character development. So I mean, I, I know that right like this is just
1: the, one of those things that I was just like, okay, like they're probably going to have like, oh, everyone like finds that like. What's her face? The female pilot. Like F- super sexy or Phoenix? whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I I thought that that's the route ra- I thought they were going to do. I'm like, yeah, okay, so too. there's going to be some eye candy for the, for the ladies and people that you can't really say that anymore. Can you?
0: Just say there, there was, there could be. Uh, there, there's eye candy, there's for, eye candy for the women. people
1: that are attracted to men, and then there's a the, and that like, and then there's like zero eye candy for those that are attracted to women. Actually, that's not true. Jennifer Conley...
0: Well, I mean, How hey, you, you never know. Women might like uh, uh, a woman in uniform that turns them on quite a lot. You never know. You got me there. You got me there. Um. <laughs>
1: Anyway, <laughs> hopefully that's not, like, unpc pc of us to say, but and I, Pri- and I... And during Pride Month, too. I can't believe you came up. Yeah, I know. Now kidding, I feel like I'm an kidding. asshole. Thanks. I'm kidding. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, But, yeah, so, I mean, they justify that, like, that type of scene, which, if you think about it, this is just beat for beat, another, like, just what the original did. It is, but it's so it, much better. Yeah, I mean, you're not going through like the Top Gun process because these are Top Gun graduates. I um, think I
0: like for some reason. I actually really liked that. I liked that we didn't have to go through the process again. Yeah, like you know what Top Gun is. You already know what you know that these these um flyers or wow, not flyers. Oh my god, I don't know. Lingo. Pilots, I'm, pilots. Thank you wow you know that these pilots are the best of the best and that's all you need to know yeah exactly
1: um but yeah i i felt they did really good at providing the the stakes setting up the stakes um i feel like they could have given us a bit like, this is where I'm kind of struggling to, like, consider this an improvement. Because I feel like they set up the, the stakes okay. Like, hey, this is, like, a damn near impossible thing to do. And you need to do it in, like, three weeks. Yeah. And, like, just the way that they explain it, you, miracle one, miracle two. Like, this is what needs to happen for you to succeed on this mission.
0: God, dude, and the fact that, like, you're literally, like, fighting yourself not to black out. That's terrifying.
1: Yeah. Dude, <laughs> that was freaking nuts um, but yeah so so seeing a situation like that like really sets up really good stakes which is really important for an action movie um so i i'm glad that they they went that the the route that they did in sharing that where it's just like we don't need trainees we need like Top Gun pilots, so it's like yeah. they didn't—they didn't basically completely reenact the the original, <laughs> yeah. But it still kind of had like those general vibes about oh, yeah. it. So, um, really liked that. Um, I think the other—the only thing story-wise that I didn't care for—and Brielle brought this up too. The relationship between Maverick and Penny. It felt like it was supposed to be nostalgic when it wasn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that's fair. Um, just because, I mean, th- this is the first that we've ever heard of this relationship, so it's not like um, it, it's not like it's the. Uh, uh, God, I forget the girl's name in the first one that he had a relationship with. I feel if it was her. And like you say, like they had broken up after the first movie, and then they came back together for this one. Oh yeah, absolutely. It would have made perfect sense um, the way that they were setting it up. But the fact that we literally know jack shit about this this relationship, I I feel like uh, we mi- we missed a part in the middle where we were supposed to get like a full on recap <laughs> of uh, what went, went down with this relationship the first time.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because I I kept like thinking, I'm like is. Is this supposed to be the chick from the first?
0: That's like, what but, I thought to, Well, actually, I knew that they didn't ask her to come back, um, but I, I, for some reason, I forgot her name in the movie. So I'm just like, okay, like, so is this supposed to be? I think like the it's same like Charlie character? or something like that. Yeah, I think you're right. So like, I thought it was like the same character, just recast. But no, it's a completely different uh, woman.
1: Yeah. So um, that just felt odd. <laughs>
0: In the, especially like when her daughter was just like just don't hurt her again I'm just like okay I don't know how she how he hurt her so yeah like... it's like dude like we we don't know
1: <laughs>
0: like you like forget like, if they would have taken her?
1: that whole scene out like if they would have taken that out and not made it like a nostalgic thing if they would have just made it a um he gets into town sees this hot bartender that's all we need dude that is all we
0: freaking need. Yeah, I agree. it's Top Gun. We're not going to question anything about <laughs> it. We don't give a shit. Yeah. Um
1: So yeah, uh, so if they would have removed that, this story would have been damn near flawless. But they focused a lot on that relationship, and I feel overall that brought the story down for me. Because but, it didn't yeah. it just didn't didn't feel necessary. I would have actually preferred for them to replace those scenes with more conflict between Rooster and Maverick.
0: Absolutely agree. I would have loved that. Just because I love Miles Teller and Tom Cruise together
1: (laughs) in scenes. Dude, the chemistry that they have between
0: the two of them, Incredible.
1: And we'll get I, into I, that with with
0: acting, but I just didn't realize well, how much taller uh Miles Teller is to Tom Cruise.
1: Dude, Tom Cruise like, is short.
0: How t- how short is he? He
1: I <laughs> let me let me see. Uh Tom Cruise is 5'7".
0: That's it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: How tall is Miles Teller?
1: He he
0: Probably has to be height. like
1: six foot. Yeah, or he's six foot. Okay. So now, Miles I'm Teller's not, got three inches, or not three. Inches, sure. not three. God, damn. Yeah, he's got uh, quite a bit of height off of off Tom Cru- Tom Cruise.
0: This is not me making fun of height. It's just like it's just so weird seeing you know like a to- uh, top grade like old time actor. To- being Tom Cruise, just having to look up to freaking Miles Teller.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, it's it's interesting because he's just it doesn't he doesn't come off that short.
0: No, he doesn't. I thought he was at <laughs> least like five ten.
1: Yeah, that's like around where I was guessing too. Like I was yeah. thinking like um like five ten, maybe five nine, but not five seven. Ah, oh, poor Cruise yeah he's he's a dinky one <laughs> but um yeah he he carries himself with uh, with he he comes off a lot taller but anyway um yeah i would have i would have loved to see the two of them have a little bit more conflict and a little bit more like resolution too like I would have liked yeah, it for them kinda... to actually reveal why um why Maverick pulled his papers like well, get into why? that they th- so they explain it, so Maverick explains it to Penny, yeah, and tells him like, hey, like, I don't want or I'm fine with him resenting me as long as he doesn't resent his mom
0: yeah cuz it was her dying wish right the yeah
1: but uh, i think for for them to have the the true i don't even know like the the right term the right conclusion to this to like their their disagreements and their fighting like it should have led to them revealing like having that that kind of heart to heart
0: yeah i can i mean honestly i would have loved to see a lot more of like how long he uh or like how involved he was in rooster's childhood after his dad had passed away because i mean i don't know if like shortly after um goose pass i'm not saying like he forgot about penny and uh rooster that's her name right penny or what was her the did they say? I don't remember the wife's. name. I forget his wife's name, um. Too. I I I don't know if I said the right name. Um. But anyway, I, I would have liked a lot more backstory with that. With you know, like how how much involved he was with Rooster growing up. And he had a lot of pictures of him from like growing up, like that's like true, a baseball did. team. Didn't he have one from him graduating high school? Yeah. Um,
1: graduating. Um, he had. Or that could have been college. I don't know. I it it could have been it could have been but I think it was um it could have been high school anyway he had some sort of graduation he had his uh naval picture and then he had just some like other random pictures here and there so it it seemed like he was involved like he yeah. was really involved because um I mean obviously Rooster's m- mom kept or confided in maverick to keep him safe and he said i was trying to be the father figure that he lost and so that just kind of implies that they had a, a, a big role and or that he had a big role and like that's why the betrayal was so impactful on rooster
0: Okay. Yeah, that makes that makes more sense.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I'm not too upset that it, we didn't get backstory on that. I think it was just more they didn't conclude or they didn't close the um, the argument well enough for
0: me personally. No, that, that that's absolutely fair, and I, I can definitely agree with you on that one.
1: Yeah, like. I think that would have been a nice, like, after after the mission chat or something, and just have have Maverick explain to him, like, hey, this is what I was thinking, this is what I was trying to do. But no, no he's just holding on to that information, being like, I don't want him to resent his mother.
0: What I love is literally um, Rooster's, like, trying to tell him something before they take off, and he's just like, we'll talk after the mission. And yeah, and they, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the hell? <laughs>
1: You son of a bitch. <laughs> I went oh, back man. for
0: you, you asshole.
1: Dude, that we'll get into that. I think that falls more under writing. I loved the interaction between them when they were on the ground.
0: Dude, that freaking scene where he literally is just running. He's like, You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. And then, okay. And then freaking just pushes him into the snow. <laughs> that was what freaking great. What the hell great. are you doing? <laughs> That was great. I loved that.
1: Oh my gosh. I so good. <sighs> I don't know about you. So I mean the issues that I had with this story like the the biggest one like I said was the the relationship with Penny. Like if he just wanted a freaking like a fling like have at it. We don't care. We're not here for a love story, man. Yeah um
0: we're here for fighter jets man come on
1: yeah so it's it's just like the stuff that it felt like we should have known like when like we said when maverick goes like tumbling out of the the roof like i thought that was hilarious but the way that he like you said the daughter's just like don't hurt her again we don't understand that
0: (laughs) i need some context
1: yeah, exactly. So I'm just like you son of a bitch. <laughs> um but yeah, I'm just like eh whatever, like not not great there. So that, that that brought it down a lot and then just needing the the resolution between Rooster and Maverick. I I would have really liked to see other than that, it was a really enjoyable story. I thought they set up the stakes really well. They set up um, basically just the obstacles that Maverick had to hurdle really well. Yeah. They gave they hit us with all the freaking nostalgia from the first one. Oh, yeah. Even like um, the way
0: that they set up his character in the second one and what he's been up to since the first one made absolute sense. Yeah. Didn't skip It didn't, didn't skip a beat. It didn't feel like... Oh, you're you're taking a whole complete 180 on his character. No, it fell completely in character.
1: Yeah. I love that they even open the movie up the same.
0: Oh like, God, I almost
1: dude. thought that I was, I'm like, I kind of like was like looking over at Brielle and I'm just like, is this just the opening from the first? <laughs> and then the I saw someone thing, with,
0: the... yeah, I saw yeah, someone with like, like neon and I'm like, oh,
1: no, that's new.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, no, yeah, these are new shots. <laughs> yeah, freaking! When they started playing a hot uh, danger zone, I'm like, okay, yeah, they they, they are Starting definitely out going, yep, yep. they are going in for this nostalgia for the first one, and you know what? I'm digging the hell out of it,
1: dude. That was I. Th- that was one thing last week that because we kind of talked about Top Gun a little bit. Me and DJ did, yeah. Just like he hadn't seen it, um, but I think he was he was wanting to and he was saying that that was one of the things that they if they are going to play that song that it was either going to be at the very beginning or is going to be at the very end like they're not going to throw it in the middle like they did and the- I
0: was on, I was honestly hoping for the best of both worlds I wanted it at the end and the or at the beginning and the end <laughs> but to each its to each its own fair um story wise
1: I think I'm in the high 80s for for this one. I think I'm sitting at like an 88. Not quite oh. cracking 90. But it was
0: really really good. I am a little higher than you. I I I would say I'm at a solid 90 just because not a 99. Sorry, it's not that good. <laughs> no, it takes a lot for a movie to reach a 99 for me. Um just the for how much story wise improved over the first one for me, and I can forgive a lot, and I for I can not completely forgive, but I can forgive a little bit for like the love story and how they did not um, s- s- go through with it. That well completely in that middle spot with the kid just being like, "Oh, don't hurt her again." Like, yeah. I feel like I needed a prelude comic <laughs> to this movie a little bit, right? <laughs> <laughs> just, just with that love story. Everything else, like, it made complete sense. Uh, you know, wh- where Top Gun had gone, or like wh- how far Top Gun has come. Just all, all, that shit made absolute sense. They did a great job setting it up. It's just a love story that they needed to do a better job with
1: exactly um getting into writing this one i am i'm i think i'm going to agree with your story grade um i am very much cracking 90 but just just barely i i felt it was really well written mm-hmm. there wasn't any wasted dialogue i felt um and like I said they freaking hit the nostalgia right on the head without making it feel like thrown in our face.
0: Yes, and I feel that's so hard to do. And yeah, kudos to who directed this movie? Uh
1: that would be Joseph Kaczynski.
0: Yeah, amazing job. I mean, I don't know if did he have did he also help write it?
1: Um no, he did it does not. not look like it.
0: Yeah okay. Peter Craig, Justin Marks, yeah, excellent job. And also, I'm I'm gonna give credit to also Joseph Kaczynski because y'all know how to hit nostalgia without shoving it down someone's throat.
1: Yeah, he he does really good work. Our Joseph Kiz- Kaczynski. I know this movie gets a lot of hate, but he actually directed Tron Legacy.
0: I absolutely agree with you. I think it gets way too much hate. I enjoy yeah, the hell out the of that C- one.
1: Okay, CGI, CGI sucks. <laughs> like yeah,
0: we're not going to talk about Jeff Bridges in that movie.
1: Yeah, but everything else about that, like if you can just let go the the bad CGI, the story's not bad.
0: It's not, and it's just a fun ass movie.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly what I felt this
0: was yeah I mean I'm sorry this movie is a lot better than Tron Legacy uh
1: yeah and <laughs> I have a feeling we both know where this movie's going to excel <laughs> um
0: yeah I think yeah I think we do
1: but yeah i I, I think I'm sitting in a solid 90. i was I was tr- thinking I was going to be up more in like 91 92 but it, it was just, I thought it was well-written. There was, like I said, no wasted dialogue. Everything flowed and felt like natural, real conversation. Yeah. Like, the only... Oh, shit. Yeah. Don't. No, I'll, I'll cut him some slack. I will I, say this. I wasn't the biggest fan. I am going to dock him, but I'm not going to dock it in writing. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of Hangman's dialogue.
0: I can kind of excuse his dialogue because I feel he was kind of supposed to be the, how Tom, no, not
1: Uh, Val Kilmer.
0: Yeah, he was, he was, he was supposed to be the Val Kilmer of this movie.
1: I agree. And I, I know that that was the role he was supposed to be playing. It just did not. Work for me?
0: No, that's fair. It was just like
1: overly bullying. (laughs) Fair. And like, I don't like Val Kilmer's character in the first. Was he an asshole? Yes, but he had good points. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like he had actual like constructive criticism about. Um, Maverick.
0: <laughs> Whereas, I don't I feel Hangman really didn't. He, literally the only thing that he had was, Oh, uh, I saw where uh, your dad and Maverick, uh, how far they go back. And, you know, of course that, you know, awakens something in Rooster. But it's not like he could comment on his, like, flying or anything.
1: Yeah, because he's like a great flyer. He's just cautious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah, so it's just kind of like... Yeah, Hangman didn't have like a leg to stand on cuz I'm like, dude, you freaking abandon your people like <laughs> It's true. Like there's nothing like yeah, there's nothing good that comes from him. Yeah. But no, with Iceman, he's like like it's it just kind of goes off of the 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 call sign like, with Iceman, he was cold and calculated. That's what made him a great pilot. Hangman, he freaking, like, abandons his people. <laughs> like, that's not a good thing to, like,
0: have. I appreciate so much that on his um his helmet, it doesn't just say Hangman. It actually has, like, the missing parts of it spelling out Hangman like you're actually playing Hangman. Yeah. it's I loved that touch. That was great.
1: That was so good. So um, yeah, um, I, I'm sitting in a ninety for writing. It was slightly better than the story, just not, not totally there when it came to, to Hangman. That's fair. Which right I'm right. not too upset about. Oh, yeah. sp- also, I wanted to bring this up. Um, the conversation between Maverick and Iceman. Oh, that was that was so sweet. So good. I, I freaking loved how they ended that, where he's like, "Who's the better pilot?" And he's just like, "Let's not ruin this. <laughs> Let's not
0: spoil this sweet moment." Yeah.
1: yeah, just like that. That's that's the perfect way to end that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh um, yeah, Val Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise did miss a beat with their chemistry in this one.
1: Yeah. Is okay. I don't. Is t- something up with Val Kilmer?
0: Like, was that actually, like... I don't think so. I I think Val Kilmer's fine. It's just how they wanted to write his his character.
1: I'm going to look it up while you kind of discuss what your
0: your reasoning for writing. Okay. Um, so, with writing, I'm going to actually agree with you. I'm going to do a 90 as well. I thought it was just as strong as the story. Um, I absolutely agree with the points that you have. Um... Uh, I feel one of the strongest things that I feel that they did with writing was the banter between all of them that were associated with Top, top Gun. Um, just all of the banter between all of the uh, pilots uh, from uh, how... Um, what was it? Phoenix. Uh, I know she was kind of like hesitant with Bob at first, but then they got a really good bond together and just um, along with her bantering with uh, Hangman, um, her relationship... Uh, the um, conversations with her and uh, Rooster, just yeah, the, the writing for especially uh, that group of um, people were uh, I feel was very strong in this movie, and of course along with uh, Tom Cruise's character Maverick was very very strong.
1: That's fair. Um, so that averages our story out to an eighty-nine, and our writing is averaged to a ninety. Um, and I did just look it up, Val Kilmer um that was a struggle that he was actually having he has been he's been Aww. dealing with a uh throat cancer battle Aww. and so they weren't sure he was going to be able to like come and play so or play uh, reprise his role gosh freaking words are hard today <laughs> Uh, they were not sure if he was going to be able to reprise his role, but they were able to adjust it to what it was, um, so he could play, like still be in it.
0: Okay, that okay, that's awesome. Good. I'm like, oh, poor Kilmer.
1: Yeah. But anyway, uh, moving on over to acting, we have. We're just going to cover like the big characters in this which just kind of include tom cruise who played maverick uh miles teller who played rooster jennifer conley who played penny benjamin um and then we'll do some of the other pilots we have monica barbero who played phoenix lewis pullman played bob uh, Jay Ellis who played payback Danny Ramirez played fanboy Glenn Powell played hangman and I think that's it
0: yeah yeah you got all the major hitters.
1: yeah like it's i I probably shouldn't have even included um payback and fanboy
0: <laughs> i mean i feel I feel that they still had a decent amount I enjoyed the I think- characters.
1: Yeah, I mean the big ones though were Rooster, Phoenix, Bob and Hangman. That's true. Like Payback I mean, and Fanboy it? just kinda got sidelined to I mean. Ah.
0: No uh, was it Fanboy or Payback that blacked out? Oh.
1: Um excellent question. That was payback.
0: That was payback? Okay. That was an intense scene, like holy shit. Dude. That was nuts. <laughs> Very well done, though. Like, wow.
1: Yeah. Like, really good. Um. So, yeah. Uh, let's go.
0: Top three. Okay. Um. You know, I'm I'm probably actually going to say uh, the lady that played Phoenix. I really enjoyed her performance. What's her name again?
1: Uh, Monica Barbaro.
0: Monica Barbaro. She yeah she was she was great. Um, and honestly, like like we talked about earlier, I love that she didn't they didn't try to like sexualize her. She literally just felt like uh, another one of the guys. I loved that so much.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I, she was really good she was kind of just the voice for of voice for reason the voice of reason for the whole group and i love that she got paired up with bob
0: i bob's number four for me
1: bob was great like i (laughs) the only reason that i wish that they would have gone over like the the school like or like the the schooling portion of like Top Gun like the original did was I want to see how the hell Bob passed. <laughs> Dude seriously. Or was he just kind of like always in the back seat?
0: I mean, you never know. Yeah, which
1: also kind of confused me, so like the the whole setup between them um like Payback and Fanboy were a team. Uh, Phoenix and Bob were a team, but Hangman didn't have anyone, and Rooster didn't have anyone.
0: Yeah, that's
1: So, like, it just kind of made me, like, kind of got me a little confused. Like, hey, why didn't they do anything with that? (laughs) I mean, I'm
0: sure if they tried to put um, Hangman and Rooster together, all hell would have broke loose.
1: Yeah. Like, it almost feels like they could have given... Like Phoenix and Bob to those two? Like, maybe giving Phoenix to Rooster and Bob to Hangman?
0: Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I feel just if we just an idea, like but... It... No, that's a good point. I feel if they wanted to like change it around and like kind of get grow the characters even more, I probably would have put Hangman with Phoenix and then um, Rooster with Bob for how much phoenix is against um hangman i would have liked for them to maybe try to not because i mean they were fine at the end um they wouldn't hate each other but i don't know i I would have liked to see their relationship maybe a little more in the
1: movie right um but yeah phoenix is a, is a great number three uh number two
0: miles teller as a rooster so freaking oh. good oh he's got a different one i, I have it. a
1: different one <laughs>
0: i love it when this shit happens i love it um My- miles teller is honestly great in anything that he's in he's if, if it's a shitty movie <clears throat> fantastic four or van Forstick, whatever um <laughs> um he is one of the bright spots of it and uh Thankfully, this movie is not shit. This movie is actually very good, um, and he is—he definitely shines in this movie as the son of Goose. Um, he's great with what he's given. Uh, it freaking guy pulls off that mustache so well, like holy shit! Dude, I'm have you
1: seen all the freaking TikToks of people like, hey, we just got me and the wife just got back from Top Gun Maverick, and then he, like go like they're all in the. In the bathroom, shaving.
0: <laughs> I sure have. I'm kind of shocked you didn't.
1: I almost did, but Brielle really hates when it's just <laughs> me and a mustache.
0: <laughs> uh, I feel a lot of ladies do. Um, uh, but... Yeah, and like them freaking throwing on the aviators after. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude. Aviators <laughs> are coming back after this movie. We all know it.
1: Dude, straight up. Like... I want to see, because when the original Top Gun came out, the recruitment for the Air Force and the Navy freaking just skyrocketed.
0: That's awesome.
1: Because everyone and their mother was just like, oh, I want to be freaking Top Gun. I want to be Top Gun. Um, so I, wanna, I, I would be really interested in seeing if it affected uh, recruitment levels. Yeah, that'd be super cool to see. Yeah, that'd be a really interesting uh study to do. Yeah. You gonna you gonna re enlist Caleb? Hell no. <laughs> well, they wouldn't even take me back if I wanted to, so <laughs> Oh. I'm sorry. Whatever. It's fine, it's their
0: fault. They broke Damn. me. Damn. Okay, this is <laughs> this is getting a little too uh personal and emotional for an all bros episode. <laughs> emotional. <laughs> well I don't I don't know. No, I'm not emotional
1: about it at all. I'm just kind of like, yeah, hey, good riddance. <laughs>
0: Damn. Anyway,
1: hey, I'm pretty sure they feel the same way. It was a mutual breakup.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. All right. As long as there's that. <laughs> uh. Anyway. <laughs> so that's my number two, and number one. I mean, considering I guess Caleb's is different. Um, my number one is Tom Cruise as uh, Maverick. Uh, because oh my god he was amazing in this movie Um, he comes back into this role grace graciously or gracefully whatever the hell word I'm going for here Um, doesn't miss a beat at all Um, I loved him in this movie more than I did in the first and I really enjoyed his performance in the first um I, was, I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast yet, because, like, my brain just sucks this episode. Um, I was telling Caleb I wasn't a huge fan of Tom Cruise growing up. Uh, I, I just didn't watch a lot of his movies. But, like, now in my 20s, like, I'm becoming, like, a huge Tom Cruise fan. I think it's freaking hilarious. Dude, I always seem to forget, like,
1: I know people kind of, like, rip on Tom Cruise for being, like, difficult to work with and just kind of, like an overall asshole of a human being and like the whole scientology shit yeah and i feel like that get he gets just soaked in all this hate for his personal life but anytime i see a movie with him i'm always really su- surprised by it like that was actually really good <laughs> yeah and especially I agree. like it's 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 even with his action roles I could I could really care less about. Like I thought I think his Mavericks really good. Um and I really liked the Jack Reacher movie that he was in. Ooh yeah. Um but my favorite roles of his are when he's playing like something else. Like the Austin Powers where he was playing, oh like, my god! The yes. parody of Austin Powers, like that was great. Um, when in Rock of Ages, that was like that. His role in that was freaking hilarious. And I think my all-time favorite role was it. He played the uh, the manager in Tropic Thunder.
0: I still have never seen that movie.
1: Holy shit, dude! They <laughs> they put tom cruise in a fat suit where he's balding and he's freaking just like like these big ass freaking he looks like horrible in this movie but he he does nothing but like yell (laughs) it's it's hilarious to watch
0: i love it that's awesome
1: um i'm surprised you haven't seen that that one's with um Jack Black, Ben Stiller and Robert Downey.
0: Yeah, it's been on my radar and I swear I have it on my I have it on Blu-ray but just yeah, for some reason I haven't sat down and watched it yet.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> I just be warned that movie is very not PC anymore because Robert Downey is black the entire movie.
0: <laughs> that that yeah, I've I've heard that.
1: Um funny story. When Robert Downey was cast as Iron Man. I was under the impression that Robert Downey Jr. was a black man. <laughs> my only introduction. my Like the only thing that I knew Robert Downey from was Tropic Thunder. And oh so God, I. I, I legitimately thought that he was a. A black guy that started off the movie as like playing white like I thought he was doing white face and I was just like they did pretty good with his makeup in in this <laughs> and then no it turns out he's not it <laughs> so I was just like when he so when he was cast I was just like that's gonna be really interesting because I mean they 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 nailed the casting for a like that's what i thought at the time i'm like they they got rody down I was like it's interesting that they're kind of going to have two black iron men
0: <laughs> oh my gosh this is amazing
1: yeah and then oh, when i saw him i was just like what the shit <laughs> a
0: white dude i didn't ask for this shit
1: yeah i know dude i got like super excited i'm like dude this is going to be awesome <laughs> So when I saw he that he was white, I was like almost like disappointed. <laughs> anyway, that's my that's my
0: fun uh Tropic Thunder fact. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Oh dude, thank you so much for sharing that because that is incredible. Uh, oh
1: <laughs> anyway, um my so yeah, that's that's kinda the roles that I really like Tom Cruise in. And he's bit. an amazing actor.
0: Oh yeah, he is, yeah. Um, all
1: right, all right, my number three, even though he was someone that we were supposed to hate and I did hate him, but I think that just kind of um amplified my feelings for the actor. Um, Glenn Powell. Who played Hangman. Good choice. Yeah. He was my number three. Freaking. Love to hate him. <laughs> <laughs> like one of those situations. Um, my number two. I'm actually giving to Tom Cruise. Ooh. I thought he was. Like don't get me wrong. I thought he was really good in this role. Um, like you said. Fell back into it Flawlessly.
0: That's the word I was looking for. Thank you.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, but just... I think he got a li- like slightly outshined by uh, Miles Teller, who played Rooster.
0: I disagree, but that's just me?
1: No, I, 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 I get your reasoning. But I think Miles Teller just kind of stood out a lot.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. I I I completely understand where your rating system comes from.
1: Yeah, so I I freaking loved Rooster. Um just to, just the character, how he's And honestly, I think it's because he at least the way that people were explaining his flying kind of makes me feel how like I am. I don't fly. But when it comes to, like, driving, like, with with Rooster, he's a really good pilot, but he's cautious. And that's kind of, like, what pulls his abilities back a little bit. And I feel like that's the same way with me. So, I I think it was more I just related with him more.
0: (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Because I'm
1: a... Like, I consider myself a really good driver, and a lot of people think i'm a really good driver i'm hey you can go <laughs> kiss my ass
0: <laughs> no i i'm kidding i mean i i, guess I swear one
1: thing. incident on the ice and like you freaking
0: <laughs> can't live it down well, hey, you know what? You have an incident with me, so we're just going to keep going back and forth. Whenever the one person talks about how good of a driver they are, because I feel the same with me, even though a group of my buddies call me the grandma driver of the group. I don't care. I'm, I'm a cautious driver. Sue me. Um, but whenever you bring up the whole like, oh, me almost driving us into a ditch, I'm going to bring up the whole you sliding on the ice and, and putting a uh, pole through the, your back window.
1: Hey, no one died, and it was
0: fine, so chill. <laughs> All I'm saying is if his Br- – I doubt Bronson's listening to this. I'm just saying, Bronson, if you were in the car – or wait, no, I'm sorry. No, Bronson was in there with us.
1: If yeah, coy, it was Coy
0: that wasn't in the car. Yeah, if Coy was in there, Coy, if you were listening – I don't think you are, but you know what? If you are, amazing. We love you, man. Um, coy, coy probably, probably would have gotten injured, in, in my opinion. I think Coy injured.
1: would have been fine.
0: <laughs> okay, I think he's putting this con- this uh, whole situation a little too lightly.
1: Listen, okay, listen. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The way that we hit that pole, <laughs> <laughs> it it went up the side of my, or it went up like it scraped the front of my car. So it like went up the windshield and kind of like slid across the top. And then yeah. it just kind of got like really loose and slammed down, and that's what broke the window. So it wasn't, it wasn't like puncturing the window; it like came, slid up, and then slammed
0: down. I thought it still went in though.
1: It was still in the car. <laughs> like in the end, it was in the car, barely. <laughs> I might add. Okay, but it I did not say puncture the, only that- the the window. <laughs>
0: Okay, it, I it will didn't, say like, the only through. way that Coy probably would have gotten injured if he was leaning forward. No, he would have been fine if he was leaning forward. He would really. He
1: like yeah. honestly, it would have just come down and maybe like hit his arm.
0: Oh, still though, there would have been an injury. I just want to point that I out. I wouldn't
1: even consider it an injury. So you can kiss my ass, <laughs> dude. The freaking uh. day. That we are able to like access our memories, <laughs> like that's gonna be like the first thing that I pay to like see. I'm Dude, like, it's okay. That listen, and I was...
0: the, um, me almost driving us into a ditch because I feel it wasn't. It's not as bad as you hype it up to be. <laughs> I bare. I barely went over. I barely slid off the road. Like I wasn't even close to the the ditch. It, it, friggin' from what I remember.
1: fine. That will like <laughs> that'll be the first thing that we freaking pay for when we can like reaccess our memories.
0: Yep. So, do you want a memory from you know like your earliest childhood memories? Nope. Go back prove to something we to school. this asshole. <laughs> Senior year, high school, winter time. Because I'm pretty sure that they both happened, and in... didn't they both happen during the winter?
1: I think they both happened within like a week of each other. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs>
0: Uh, so you know, hey, they won't have to go that far with the memory. So at least there's that. Um, but yeah, we're so yeah, if, if we ever get to that point, bros, we are proving um, who is right and who is wrong with us.
1: Absolutely. All right, getting back into our, our grading, um, acting. Where are you sitting at?
0: Um. Honestly, I'm still in the '90s, just because literally I have no problems with any of the acting. Everyone did a great job with their characters. Um, no one brought the movie down at all for me. Um, like I know we talked about the whole like the whole love interest and everything being like kind of confusing a little bit, but I don't. Um, that doesn't affect the acting to me because I feel yeah the late what what was her name Jennifer Connelly right yeah. I think what she was given, with what we understand of the love story, she did a great job. Um, so yeah, she did
1: an incredible job. Yeah. Um, like there was no issues there. So I, I honestly, I might be. I have a feeling I know where you're going to be, but I, I head think head. I might be in the same area or I'm the same 90, vicinity.
0: I'm at a ninety-two.
1: Yeah, I was about ninety-one. So you were, like, one higher than I thought you were going to be.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right.
1: All right. So that brings us to a 91.5. Not bad. For acting. Um, All right. Next up, we got character development. So, obviously, with this one, we have to do it on Maverick.
0: What? I'm just kidding.
1: Yeah. I. It's kind of hard to see any, like growth from him, like, especially with someone that's like, just kind of on the verge of retirement and like near the end, end of his career, he kind yeah. of is who he's, who he is. Like,
0: Yeah, I agree. He's the kind of person that like, you know, uh, how they're talking about in the meeting, uh, before, like, cause they were, um, after he, you know, goes, uh, hypersonic and goes against, you know, what he was supposed to at the beginning and everything, Um, And they're going over, hey, you know, like you were supposed to, you could have reached this, you could have reached this, you could have reached this, this, but yet you're still here. You're just doing this. And he's content with that. He's actually fine with just being where he is. He doesn't want to be anywhere else. Um, So you can't really fault him for, you know, not progressing his character development because he's a character that to him, his development, he loves where he is. So he doesn't want to develop anywhere else. Yeah. So that that's kind of hard to grade because you can't really be mad at his character. He's happy where he is, so they're not ruining his character development. And it makes absolute sense why he wouldn't want to move on, Not gr- why he wouldn't want to grow in the Navy um, because of how they set him up in the first one. The, his His character development doesn't, like I said earlier, it doesn't take a complete 180 in this movie. It makes absolute sense.
1: Right. I think where... Because I had the same feelings. Um, I think where I was kind of leaning more towards um, when it came down to scoring this was with um, his relationship with Rooster. Um, So I was more judging um, the relationship that he had and how that kind of progressed. Because... At first it seems like he's almost like trying to avoid Rooster. Um just cuz Rooster comes in at the in the opening like b- bar scene when he first gets to um to his base and so I mean he's he's dealing with that but then when he gets into it um he you can tell that he's like wanting to um discuss some of the shit that like the resentment that rooster has towards him and they address a lot of that in the air but i don't feel they ever they don't address it too often on the ground
0: That's and true.
1: then they have this whole thing where they're like hey like i'll talk like i'll talk to you like i have something to talk to you about but we'll talk about it when when we get back and Blah, blah, blah. And then they never addressed that. And then suddenly, like, they're all buddy-buddy because buddy, they went on one mission together, like one dangerous mission together. So I would have liked to see some better um, um, resolution there.
0: I mean, I, f- I feel the way that they chalk that up is him saying, you know, thanks for saving my life and Rooster being, it's what my dad would have done.
1: Yeah. And it's I just, like, a- I feel like that would have just kind of been more of a dig. Than anything,
0: Cause, That's, yeah, exactly. It's like, like okay, did, so if your dad wouldn't have saved me, then you probably wouldn't have. You would have just let me left me to die. Okay,
1: like not necessarily that. It's just kind of like I. I don't think they should have just. They should have just wrapped it up, like yeah, the, the story or or not the their arc together. Yeah. Better so be a deleted scene. The unfortunately, board. this is this is where the movie suffers for me.
0: That's f- and honestly I can't agree with you there.
1: Yeah, so I think with character development it was it was okay, but it wasn't like anything special and I, I don't think it even cracks the 80s for me.
0: that's that's f- I don't know for me I, I feel like it barely cracks it but not by much. So I'm gonna go a solid 80.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to be at, like, 77.
0: Okay. No, I completely understand why. I get it.
1: Yeah, it was was good. It was, was like, okay, like, oh, cool, they, like, put a nice little bow on this, but hey, guess what? (laughs) We didn't see how the bow got there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, they just kind of had... like hell they even could have spent a little time discussing things while they were on like behind enemy lines
0: that's true that's like yeah, they that had a freaking so long fast
1: yeah they they were freaking walking to their location or to their destination you couldn't give us a little something something like honestly if I mean, they it would was have a
0: quick walk i feel from yeah. where they were to the plane
1: I truly That's believe if they would have given us that, I would have been in the high eighties.
0: That's fair. That that is absolutely fair.
1: But we didn't, so I'm in the Honestly, high seventies. I, I would have.
0: I would have liked that. Um, after you know, to, uh, Maverick sees Rooster crash. I would have liked if Rooster would have crashed a little farther away from the enemy's base and then that way they could have met up a lot sooner and had more like they could have had more of a walk to the enemy's base to where they could be talking they could actually have like a deep conversation during that
1: i thought they crashed like a decent distance away
0: That that's what like, i they, thought too they, um, they, i'm pretty sure they did head. Like it was uh, Maverick, I feel did. I don't know. Th- Roosters looked like it was just a hop, skipping, a jump away from the enemy base.
1: Uh, I don't know or, about or that maybe that's because how it was like, like, like if, if you think about it, it, like Maverick crashed and like and woke up and was running from the helicopter, and then Rooster comes in, shoots the the helicopter, and then gets shot down, and kind of crashes around the same area. Like, obviously it's like a far distance away from where Maverick was. Yeah. So it was obviously within running distance for Maverick.
0: i true. sure. Maybe it was just because it was just such a huge, not jump cut, but literally they, they Maverick gets to the, where Rooster is. They kind of, they reconcile and then they're, they're at the base. Yeah.
1: Like pretty there's, much. there's no in between.
0: I don't even think I mean, there's, think like, I a full
1: reconciliation. To... They're just like... That's true. Like, what the hell are you doing? I'm coming to save you. Well, what's the plan now? And then they, yeah. they're there.
0: <laughs> I would have liked an in-between between that.
1: Yeah. So like, that, that, that would have been the so perfect I mean. spot. Freaking cut the romance shit and give us a little heart-to-heart with Maverick and Rooster.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah. Alright, so that averages us out to a 78.5 for character development. Next up, we got effects and oh, bro.
0: Wow. I don't know about you, I was on the edge of my seat sometimes for how amazing these flight sequences were.
1: Well, they, they were all 100% real.
0: I can't, like, oh yeah, I, I had no doubt that they weren't real, because... Oh my god. Like I know I think you pointed it out to me in the first one. Literally they had to keep reusing like uh, Yeah, it was just the it.
1: same footage over and over and over again. Yeah. Whereas, I also literally... learned um it in a visual effects artist React video, they discussed Top Gun. Yeah. So the stuff that they couldn't perform on like with the actual plane footage, they just got like models. And put them on stands and like had them like do Are you shit. Serious?
0: I didn't even notice that. <laughs>
1: yeah, like <laughs> it's it's crazy. It was and... it was like all that kind of the close up shit.
0: Oh, okay. That make okay. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, dude. Oh my god. Every flight sequence in this movie is jaw dropping, incredible. You feel the tension, the just everything that these. These pilots are feeling it's incredible, and literally every single time that they had to do like the whole like where they go upside down, oh my god, I got freaking! Chill. Oh my god, I can't get over how freaking good these 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 flight effects effects were, and oh my god, ah, oh. they did an amazing job.
1: There was not a single thing that that I saw that did not feel 100% real.
0: And considering that, you know, you, you were in the air force, I completely believe you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I wasn't like all up close and personal with that shit, Th- but that's true. Still, but, you know, you it it was do just, have
0: some experience with this.
1: Yeah. If, if like they just nailed it, like it felt like you were there. And like you said, they did so good at building that tension because there, like you said, I was, there were times that I was at my, the end of my seat or edge of my seat and just thinking like, oh, balls, like if they don't make this. <laughs> like, I think like I was freaking like losing my mind when um, we weren't 100% sure if like, I think it was Rooster, like if he was going to make it or when the dude or what's his face freaking passed out. That was payback, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so when he was like passed out, I was just like, "Oh,
0: no." <laughs> like I I don't, I honestly wasn't expecting him to come back. I really thought he was going to crash. I know,
1: me too. That like that just shows like goes to show how much they set up that like that tension, dude. So, oh. It was like I said damn near flawless yeah
0: oh my god oh.
1: and i think we're just gonna get straight into it i'm in the high 90s dude. i'm insane. actually negotiating with myself to give this a hundred
0: it's hard i don't i don't like nothing's like distracting me from not giving it a hundred i've like Ugh. I don't know, man. Like I'm,
1: I'm truly trying to like think of something to critique about this, and I don't. <laughs> I, I not think know what? of anything off the top S- of
0: my head. Screw it. I don't have anything to critique. I'm giving it a hundred. <sighs> yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, yeah. I'll give it a hundred.
0: Is this the first effects we've ever given a hundred?
1: Um, I would have to go and look back. I don't okay. know.
0: Okay, if it is, that's awesome because it rightfully deserves it.
1: Yeah, I- I'm looking through. Oh, nope. Uh, we gave a hundred to the oath. Really. Yeah, but why? Yeah, I'm wondering that too. Uh, we gave a hundred to Ready or Not. Uh, we gave a hundred to Into the Spider Verse.
0: I yeah, I I can definitely justify Into the Spider Verse.
1: We gave a hundred to us, and that's it.
0: Okay. So this I one mean, definitely deserves it.
1: Yeah, oh. I mean, I kind so of. Good. I'd have to go back and rewatch um, the Oath, but I mean the other ones like Ready or Not, I I absolutely remember that one. <laughs> and Into the Spider Verse, like yeah, it. So we we do have a a habit of of giving a hundred,
0: <laughs> okay. So it's it just hasn't like it's... happened in a while.
1: Yeah, it's it hasn't happened in a long
0: while. <laughs> okay, so, good. I'm glad that this is the movie the the first one that. Gets a hundred in a while.
1: All right, next up we got music, and for something that I th- like that had like an iconic soundtrack of only like three songs, but <laughs> 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 I was expecting the soundtrack to be a little bit better on this.
0: That's fair. I mean, it's 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 not awful. I mean, it is used very well, but. I feel would have put what what would have put me at a ten is if they would have used Danger Zone at both the beginning and the end. <laughs> that would yeah. That would have signified it deserving a ten. Yeah, I
1: um, just was I wasn't too impressed. Um, I mean, it was good. It stood oh, yeah. it stood out for what it was, but I I I think I'm more in like the eight
0: range because it, it was way. it was
1: good. It was it was really good. Yeah. But it just, um, I think it it enhanced the scenes like it was supposed to. And it did have Danger Zone and it did have like a couple other um, bigger hit movies. Like I actually would dare say it's almost in like the seven range. But I think it was like the Danger Zone just pushed it up high enough for it to reach an eight. (laughs) Agreed. Alright, well that averages us out to a, I don't know if I covered this, a 78.5 for character development, um, a 100 for effects, and an 8 for music. Alright, next up we got costumes. So this was just like a lot of flight suits. I think the real costumes were um, maybe the helmets and like those designs and yeah and i mean the, those good. those looked really good yeah um nothing too iconic when it came to the the
0: costumes the yeah. costumes so okay um yeah no i i absolutely agree with what you were saying um kind of like how you pointed out that the only thing that like really added to their characters with, you know, minus their actual uniforms was what were on their, uh, fighter helmets. Um, which I love that they're able to add their own like flair to them. You know, you got, you got phoenixes, you got hangman's where his actually, I pointed how I pointed out earlier, his actually looks like he's playing a game game of hangman. I loved that. Um, I don't know. I thought roosters would have been a little different. I don't know why roosters not boring, but I don't know. I expected more from Roosters. I don't know why. I, I really don't. Um, Mavericks, I mean, of course, looked like it did in the first one. It's the same helmet, which, you know, is good. I'm glad that they kept the same. Um, I can't remember. Was there anything special about Bob's? Not that I recall. Okay. Um, um,
1: but, yeah, I. It's tough to figure, like, to n- know without a doubt what their personalities are like, because when you get all, like, the, all the story that you need is behind your call sign whenever you do get your call sign. But it's not something that you, like, it's not something you choose. It's something that's given to you.
0: Yeah. And true. so
1: I think that was something that maybe the, the filmmakers were missing out on. Like, okay, why would rooster have been called rooster
0: that wasn't his middle name was it because i i can't remember why was why was goose called goose in the first one that i don't know that was like another thing like it's i mean i would just assume that they probably called him rooster just because his dad was goose and so they're like okay you know like let's let's give him another bird name yeah um
1: the I've seen a lot of TikToks like just confirming this and um, from what I know, the, the, the call signs that you, you receive are never for anything good. (laughs) Oh shit. Um, like there was a, um, okay. Okay. Here's one. There was a, a a pilot that I I personally did not work with, um, but his call sign was Milk.
0: You said Milk, right?
1: Yeah, Milk. M I L K. Milk. Okay. And his call sign was Milk because on one of his first flights with the unit, like like before he like because sometimes you get a call sign when you're in flight school. Sometimes you don't, and it, like it's just kind of like, what it just you it just depends. Like you, you you, when you're like start out flying, you just kind of go by your name until someone comes up with a call sign for you. Okay. Um. So yeah, he did not get his call sign until he first flew with the unit, and he started getting called Milk, because he um, was drinking, like, some yogurt drink and threw up all over his console,
0: because of something that he did. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Poor guy.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't great. Like, it it was after he had landed, so it didn't, like, affect any of the instruments, but... Yeah. Yeah, he landed and Bleh! <laughs> and didn't have enough time like it just happens sometimes. Oh shit. But yeah, it was like I said, your your call signs never because you did something good.
0: <laughs> oh shit. Okay. All right.
1: Like they can sound badass, but the yeah. story behind them are not.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I love it, okay,
1: so it I mean they kind of addressed that when it came to hangman Because, like hangman like that's a cool call sign until you realize hey, it's because he always leaves his uh his wingman out to dry,
0: <laughs> yep, <laughs> yeah, it's a perfect name,
1: yeah, so anyway, yeah, I uh other than. Mavericks and Hangman's. No one else really stood out. Yeah,
0: I, I I agree.
1: So, with that, I think I'm still I'm at an eight still. Same. All right, last up we got personal score. You want to take this one first?
0: I would love to.
1: So overall,
0: oh my god, I I honestly loved this movie. Um, this movie is to me. A superior sequel. It is so much better than the first one in every way. Um, Tom Cruise is at the top of his game, playing Maverick in this one. Miles Teller is great. The whole ensemble cast is incredible in this movie. Um, and just this is the reason. This is a movie that you go to the movies for. This is this is a popcorn movie you have to see on the biggest screen possible. I honestly wish I would have seen this movie in Cinemark XD because I would have loved to see these fighter jets on the my just let my eyes be able to experience that,
1: dude. I would have loved to experience this in like one of the cinema 4D,
0: dude. Oh, dude, yeah, the air just like coming at you when they're taking <laughs> off. Oh, yeah, that'd be so. Oh, dude, we gotta go to one of those one day, like another very few that, and far between. I, we
1: missed the perfect movie to do that,
0: <laughs> right? Ah, damn it. <laughs>
1: that's what sucks about it it's like we have the perfect (laughs) movie but we're just damn if
0: if they make top gun 3 we gotta see it in 4d or 4d xd whatever it's called oh that'd be the shit yeah um yeah like i said to to me so much better than the first one because i wasn't the biggest fan of the first one but i loved the hell out of this one um, yeah, such a great time. If you guys haven't seen this movie, please go check it out. It's such a good sequel um, and it's just so much fun, so much fun. Um, so I I'm in the I am in the 90s um, Just trying to think what I'm at. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go a 94. Oh damn. Yeah, I I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I I loved it.
1: Nice. Um I did not crack the 90s, unfortunately. I still had an amazing time with this movie. I thought it was super fun. Um it just it hit all the beats for me. Um I I I think it was just like talking it over like after the movie with um with my wife it just kind of brought it down a little bit not too much like if if it did it brought it down maybe like 3 points like when i came out i was just like for a top gun movie cuz i really liked the the first top gun movie um, i was just like this is killer like this is freaking badass and i i love it um this one same thing but um it's just not super high on my score or, for, or on my um my end. I really wish that if we could have seen this in, in 40. That would be the absolute shit. Um but yeah, and what one thing that I think is really good about this movie despite how much we've discussed it, I don't think we st- Spoiled it.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you on that.
1: It, I mean, like yes, like story storylines and like all like plots and all this stuff. Like, yeah, we totally spoiled that. But this isn't something that you you have to experience this movie. Oh,
0: yeah, it's absolutely. it's
1: you, you... yeah. Despite how often we talk ab- or how much we talk about it, there's no there's no ruining it.
0: No, you have to see the flight sequences for yourself. There, you can't spoil them.
1: Yeah. So, I think I'm going to be at like an
0: eighty-six.
1: Nope, not seventy-six.
0: Okay. <laughs> That's a huge difference. From where I'm at. Yeah. Maybe because so like, I enjoyed I was, it. I, I only got it... to talk it over with my cat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I' not quite crack in the '90s, but don't. I hope that doesn't make people think I didn't like this movie because I did, and I I, I do don't. feel like I am w- gonna go and rewatch this.
0: Dude, freaking, I'm pissed at myself because I so I already pre ordered the Steelbook. Thankfully, it's not an exclusive, so you can get it anywhere. But I still get my Steelbooks all at Best Buy because you know they actually for the most part know how to ship steelbooks unlike some companies amazon <laughs> um but freaking so i waited too long to get the originals 4k steelbook and so i had to pay aftermarket price for it it was 50 bucks compared to 35 oh, damn yeah it sucked but it was worth it because it would just look weird if i didn't have both top guns on steelbook if i have because <laughs> you know i'm that kind of person
1: so, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, ugh, I hate it. Um, but yeah. So th- there there's my little story.
1: Damn. All right, well, that averages out to a solid 90 for a personal score. Uh so with that, that concludes this week's breakdown and the final all Bros letter grade for Top Gun Maverick has come to a B plus. Woo! Yeah, so it is sitting at an 88.62%. So this is one of our higher B pluses. It's just 2% away from being an A minus.
0: You know what's was really funny? So I was looking at the score for Top Gun before we recorded this and I saw it was a B minus. I'm just like, "K, okay. We're getting that to, we're getting the second one to either an A minus or B plus. That's what I'm shooting <laughs> for. So, yes,
1: yeah. Um, okay, where is it? Sorry, trying to find it on the oh, good, the list. All right, so Top Gun Maverick, like I said, sitting at a B plus, eighty eight point six two percent which puts it on the exact same level as Luca. Ooh, okay. Um puts it a little bit below the unicorn store, which is at an 88.87%. It is below the Mitchells versus the Machines, which is at an 89%. Okay. It is below our updated Spider-Man Far From Home score, which is at an 89.20. And it is below Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which is at an 89.25. Alright. And then it puts it... Wait, did I say those were above or below?
0: I story said below. <sighs> yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Alright, going the other direction, puts it above How to Train Your Dragon 2, which is at an 88.37%, puts it above The Invisible Man, which is at an 88.23%, puts it above The Prom, which is at an 88.12%. You seem kind of bummed out about that one.
0: I'm actually not. No. Yeah. Yeah, that
1: I I'm totally fine with that. Nice. Um let's see. It is above Raya and the Last Dragon, which is at an 87.81, and then it is above Parasite, which is at an 87.59.
0: Wow, it's above Parasite. Ooh, nice.
1: Yeah. So Parasite is, like like, I think we've said this before, our margins are so freaking tight, the difference between Top Gun Maverick and Parasite is barely 1%. Oh,
0: damn. Okay.
1: Yeah, with Top Gun Maverick being at an 88.62, actually it's not even one it's actually not even 1%. Yeah, so the difference between Top Gun Maverick and Parasite is point 3? No. 87. I can't math right now.
0: It's okay, I can never math.
1: <laughs> okay, never mind. It is one it's it is a little bit over 1%. But barely. It's like 1.2. Okay. So it, it's like the, mar- the margins are so freaking tight.
0: Yeah. Damn. No kidding.
1: So, I mean, we... I think the reason that I like keeping the percentage is because if, if someone asks us, like, hey, is this movie better than this one? We can say definitively, <laughs> like, yes, sure. it is or no, it isn't. But... All in all, we can still group it into like smaller, like, oh, it's a B-plus movie.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: Like, you may not agree with our, like, percentages or, or our ranking, but, I mean, it's real freaking difficult to argue with the, the final grade.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I want to see how much the original... B. Wait, I thought you said Top Gun was a B-. I thought it was. Oh, there it is. I'm freaking dumb. So, the original Top Gun... got a... I'm just going to freaking... freaking hell. Just being dumb.
0: You good?
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to... Okay. So the difference between the original Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick is 8.3%. Okay. So I mean they're relatively they're pretty close to each other. Yeah. yeah. So I mean
0: we all, I dig we it. all know our per- yeah, I mean we all know our personal feelings on a film Maverick is miles better, but
1: you know. Yeah. I mean, but still that's not a super bad margin for oh, an no. old eighties movie.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely not. Uh so yeah. Well, if you liked what you hear and want to like what you heard, not like what you hear. If you <laughs> like what you heard and want to listen to or hear more of our amazing voices, because we know you can never get tired of us. Uh, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, R- 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 Radio, iHeartRadio. Um, literally anywhere you listen to podcasts, we are there. And if you can't find us where you listen to podcasts, you need to change your listening platform, my friend, because it's just not working out. Um, You can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube if you prefer to listen that way. Um, You can follow us on our social media uh, where you can DM DM us with any episode ideas, answer our questions of the week when we actually do post them. (laughs) It's been a hot minute, but you know what, that's okay. Um, Or if you would like to join us, that is a great way to get in touch with us, as well as our email, um, which I will read off very shortly. and those are Facebook for and that is Facebook.com forward slash the Albo's Twitter and Instagram at the bros, as well as TikTok. We are also at the All Bros there. Um that I feel we are actually getting very good at posting there. Um so definitely be sure to check out our TikTok. Um because we are having quite a blast making TikToks on that platform.
1: Hell yeah. Um, like We've been doing pretty decent on TikTok, and I f- yeah. feel like our
0: numbers just all around have been going up. Oh, yeah. which Hell yeah. Um, and like I said, if you prefer to, again, contact us with email, uh, you can do so. Uh, and that email is channel at gmail.com. Uh, and then if you want to check out our website where you can get to know us a little bit better, um, even though a lot's changed since we updated that website. I'm just kidding. Not not a lot has changed. Um, But anyway, that is tinyurl.com forward slash the Albros. And there you can uh, also um, get your own merch. uh, And that is the best way to get merch because that is where you can actually um, get a design where you actually want that a uh, studio hasn't taken down yet. Because, you know, apparently studios are copywriting stuff that Caleb made up on the spot. He didn't. Dude, he didn't take anything from you people. Yeah. But whatever.
1: And I actively avoid
0: that shit now. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but if you would still prefer to actually go to uh, the actual T Public website, you can find us at TPublic.com forward slash user forward slash the All Bros channel. Uh, next week, we will be breaking down Lightyear. Disney and Pixar's Lightyear light years in the making. <laughs> um, <laughs> that one that one was a slow burn of a joke.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really was. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah,
0: uh definitely excited for this movie um considering that this is the uh movie that Andy went and saw and this is what made him want to get a Buzz Lightyear action figure. So yeah. I Have you seen, like, the, like, promotional things that they have going around where, like, they have one where it's, like, Andy as a kid meeting uh, the actual Buzz Lightyear and him holding Buzz? No. Yeah, they have that, and then they have him freaking in a movie theater, like, front row with, like, all of his other toys, like, about to watch Lightyear. It's so cute. Where, where's that, what's that on? Is that, uh, like, you, Instagram? I, uh, yeah, it's, like, on Pixar's Instagram.
1: Okay, I need to go look that up after we're done,
0: dude. It's so cool. Yeah, it's it's really sweet. Um, so yeah, you can guys you guys can look forward to that next week. Um, but until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I am Jonathan, and I'm Caleb, and we will see you guys next week. So long, deuces.